given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Heidi. And this is Stephanie. And this is a Palm Talk Tuesday. How is everyone tonight? (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're excited for tonight. That's for sure. I know. So, How have you been? You're back from your trip. Back from my trip, I still have a horsey voice. Not sure where this is coming from, but it's been going on now for a couple weeks. So, excuse me if it's horsey sounding, but it is what it is. So, yeah, no, we're back. Got back on a late, late Saturday night. Um, Beautiful weather we had out there. It was actually hot, Heidi. It was actually hot on the island. I can't even believe it because I've never been there when it was hot, you know. So, but... Very fun, very relaxing. Steffi's back, which is good. I, I was able to get back all parts of me, finally, you know. So it was good. It was a nice respite. Nice. How are you? Good. Good. Um, yeah, we had a a priestess circle this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was our one-day circle for our high priestesses. And... We focused on every every time we have a weekend together. We focus on an element of being out in the world, doing our our work. And this uh, weekend was about money, and which is such an interesting thing to to talk about with other women because it's not a subject you talk about with other women. And so to get together and circle and talk about you know how we view money, how we believe money, you know how we interact with it. Um, how we shy away from it or want more of it or whatever and how we're maybe denied it um, or we're challenged for it. And it's, it's just interesting. And then tying our worth to, you know, our, our self-worth to uh, mm-hmm. money in some cases too is really fascinating. So we had a really deep dive on Saturday with our group. And um, so it was awesome to be able to hold space once again for that group and mm-hmm. um, just heard some great feedback about it because it's a topic that we just don't talk enough about right. and it really is helpful to crack that open and mm-hmm. and look at that and see how much of maybe what we're thinking of is outdated or not relevant anymore or uh, could use some adjusting and so yeah. it was it was great it was a good weekend uh, for for doing the work so uh yeah, so it was it was good. It's been cool. good. 
nice recharge. Oh, That's how I, I recharge as mm-hmm. uh, running my mm-hmm. priestess circles and having all these women come together and we just yep. deep dive into some cool topics. So, always a good yeah. thing. Always yeah. a good thing. You know, and it's always good to be with other women. Yeah. You know, like squatchers, same thing. Like we're go- we're all going up north Labor Day weekend. And we all mm-hmm. said, well, we just all have to be together because it's, it's been a little while. You know, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we'll come back and just be happy, happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Women's groups are important. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm super excited tonight and we have a great guest on and she's been waiting in the wings. So we're just going to get to it. Uh, We have we have Mystic Marla with us tonight and she is a palm reader from Washington State. And we're we're Skyping her in and we're so happy to see your smiling face with us tonight. So welcome, Marla. Oh, it's great to be here. I've been um, looking forward to it for several weeks. So, yeah, this is awesome. Yes, I'm going to have you on because we haven't, like we've told you before the show, but we haven't really broached this subject on our show ever. I mean, we've kind of talked about it just in little nuances, but never really thought about it really until about a month ago or so. And it was brought up on our paranormal smorgasbord. And Heidi said, well, we're going to find a palm, a palm girl. And there you are. So this is. <laughs> I didn't call yeah, you a palm yeah, girl. I'm I didn't say a palm, palm girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I, I said palm reader. <laughs> That's my words. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, welcome. And I would love first to, if you could share with us what it first. What is palm reading, and then how you got into it? So because some people may not really understand what is palm reading, I'd love for you to start with that. Sure. Well, um, the definition is going to vary a little bit depending on the palm reader. And um, historically, palm reading really was more about just the lines. And there were um, a lot of astrological terminology kind of came from astrology and um, that sort of thing. And it really focused on more of the fortune telling part of things and people wanted to know, am I going to be rich? Am I going to get married? And how many kids am I going to have? That was kind of the the usual, right? And the way I do it is a little different. I've incorporated more um, fingerprint analysis. Another term for that is dramatoglyphics. And so I get this little bit more scientific side and I do the old school palmistry where I talk more about the lines and the hand shape and that sort of thing. And then the third element that I pull in there, the triple whammy part is my highly intuitive self. So I kind of hit it from several different angles and I try to debunk that myth of it being all about telling the future and the fortune telling part of it. That's that, you know, that's what scares people. It's like, I don't want to know. I got a short (laughs) lifeline. I don't want to know. And so I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time just educating that it's not about that. From from my point of view, it's more about the, it's a little more practical. I call it practical woo-woo, you know. It's like (laughs) I help you see what might be a challenge down the road. How can you harness your gifts and use those down the road as opposed to, oh, my God, you're going to die in two years. Just give it up now. So do you find that because of maybe the internet or just preconceived notions, people come in to a reading with you 
that they kind of have that idea of, oh, you're going to be telling me the future and because of my lifeline that I looked up on the internet, I'm going to die soon. You know, I mean, do you find that you run into that a lot? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I get the whole the whole gamut of of preconceived ideas. And I usually let people know from the right up front in the reading, it will say, if you want hard prediction or me to tell the future, you're you're in the wrong place. That's not how I how I roll. Occasionally I will get strong intuitions and I will talk about possibilities. Um, I operate from the the premise that we all have some choices and free will. Otherwise, why would you show up, right? Mm-hmm. There, you're there for a guidance and a, and a way of adjusting to the world as opposed to just finding out, you know, I'm, we can't cuss. I almost cussed. Um, that, you oh, know, no cussing. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I don't do a lot of it, but occasionally it will slip out. <laughs> you know, with that, if you just want to know the bad stuff that's going to happen or that it's going to actually be this way, it's you're really not getting to work with the world. That's so it doesn't doesn't work in in my way of reading. So. Interesting. Good. Good. So how did you get into this? I mean, where did this start for you? Uh, a journey, right? Um, I think you can go back to when I was a little kid, right? I was a sensitive kid and I was a knowing kid. And I think we frequently, we that walk in that intuitive world kind of squash it. I mean, we don't want to be the weird one. We don't want to be called out for being a weirdo. And so I have always had a a deep intuition. And um, I went the route of healthcare. I was a nurse for years. And while I was an ICU nurse in Utah, of all places, there was a traveling, another traveling nurse that came through and she was from Louisiana. And she one night on night shift when it was quiet, uh, read our poems and you know and she told me I was going to have twins and there was all this kind of I'm like oh this is fun and it's interesting um, but it wasn't that accurate right oh. and I'm like oh that's kind of kind of different but I it hooked me it's like I really liked that connecting with people and kind of getting into their life and holding their hand you know as a nurse that was very appealing um, and so I self-taught over the years I got a lot of different books I couldn't tell you one way that I read poems or a book that's specific, but I just ate it up, right? I started reading and learning, and through doing that, I kind of put together what clicked for me, and I also realized that a lot of this is stuff I'm just picking up. It's very intuitive. It may not be a line or a dot right there specifically, right? Um, because sometimes I'd be in in the bar and, you know, strike up a conversation with somebody and look at their hand. And it was too dark to even see much. But I could really pick up things from people and then add the actual. When I can actually see the lines, it's much more accurate. Um, yeah, so I kind of started out doing it for fun, friends, parties, that sort of thing. And that was in my mid-20s. And then life got lifey. I um, I, got, I was married, got divorced, did some time in the Navy, got remarried, and uh, dabbled, you know, in the palm reading. Actually, met my second husband by reading his hand in a bar in the dim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah, right. And mm-hmm. um, and then 
I kind of stepped away from it a little bit. I became, uh, I call myself the Reformed Church Lady. I did a lot uh, via, you know, my that faith walk and kind of put it to the side because they wag a finger at you for the dark. Oh, yes, they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I could, that could be a whole nother show, I think, just talking Mm -hmm. about how we have to walk in the world. Oh, as yes. intuitives and the shaming we get. And I have stories, so many stories. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so I kind of put it to the side and, um, you know, kind of just kept really doing my own spiritual journeying, a lot of reading, a lot of um, recovery work of my own. And through doing that, I kind of, I'm going to say I outgrew that faith and picked it all up again. I'm like, this really settles in my my heart and my soul. This clicks for me. And then about 11 years ago, because I'm always reading and always learning, I picked up um, some textbooks. They were actually medical textbooks about fingerprint analysis and different features in hands that are connected with different medical issues. And I'm not going to kind of digress into all of that, but that along with the palmistry and my intuition, it was like, bang, the puzzle pieces just snapped together. And I started adding that to my fun readings and my family and doing ink prints and getting my magnifying glass out like Sherlock Holmes. And it's like, wow, everybody's like, that is, that nailed it. It's so accurate. And you know, 95% of the time, that's the feedback. And I just, yeah, I love it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking about all the fingerprint stuff and Mm -hmm. how that, you know, must have really connected with you having a nurse background, you know, with Mm -hmm. just looking at, you know, how all these, because you said medical, right? Some medical Mm -hmm. issues can be tied in with that, which I had no idea. That's fascinating. Yeah. And I, in my readings, I don't dwell on that a lot. It's um, part of it's soft science. There's stuff that's out there, but nobody funds that kind of research to kind of connect fingerprints because most medical people aren't going to spend 15 minutes, you know, cruising around a hand. Um, (laughs) I've, I've picked up heart issues on people. There's a certain area in the palm where it's called a triradius. It's kind of where you're lines form a little triangle in certain parts of the hand. And if I have time and I look at that, if it's elevated, if it's in an unusual place on the palm, it's associated with heart issues. Now, it doesn't mean it's a hard and fast deal, but the times when I've actually softly mentioned it to people, they've for sure had heart issues. One lady pulled her shirt down and goes, yep, and she had a big old chest scar from heart surgery when she was a baby. Um, Wow. Yeah, so it it's there, you know, it's that sciencey stuff. But then there's the the woo woo part too, yeah. and so it's nice to be able to put that put that together. Mm-hmm. Wow, fascinating! Well, you know, it sure has come a long way because I think I've only had my palm read once, and I was like twenty four maybe, and it was in a house, and it was in St. Paul, right? Yeah. And it was uh, on University Avenue, down by the Capitol, and it was gypsy for sure it was like a gypsy house Mm -hmm. and i think readings by 
Fatima or something. I kind of think it might still might be there, but it was it definitely. I mean, you know, they led you to a dark room with lots of big <laughs> draperies and this woman's. I don't even remember what she said, right? Because I was so freaked out. I'm just like, oh, you know. But there was a bunch of us. So. <laughs> But yeah, it was just kind of dark and I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> so yeah, wow, what a difference. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, I have to say, sometimes I still get that persona going if I'm doing an event or, mm-hmm. you know, people, it's, there's some energy shift that happens when you kind of oh, sure. get the, get the woo woo garb going. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not above doing that myself. No. And no. it's, um, it can be fun, but it can also cause an energy to come to things. I think mm-hmm. it's like you're opening yourself up to that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I show up and people say, you know, you look more like a librarian than a palm reader. <laughs> <laughs> As well, if you know how much I like to read, I kind of, that would be yeah. my love if I got to choose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I had a palm reading done. I don't know. It was probably 20 years ago now. And it was a guy that did it. And he was very, he just, he, you mentioned librarian, which is funny because he seemed very bookish, you know, very, he had on a, a button down with a sweater vest and, or a sweater over it, something, you know, and, and khakis and he was very business. He had his glasses on and it was very um, businessy, you know, and he was very, you know, all of this is, I don't know. It just, but it was, it was interesting. It, I thought it was, he was pretty good, but it wasn't what I expected from a palm reader. Yeah. You kind of think, Oh, it's going to be, you know, flowing robes and whatever, but (laughs) I kind of appreciated that he wasn't because I just, I'm not like that when I do a lot of my work, but yeah, I can see where it calls for it. Sometimes you have those things that, you know, it helps to kind of step into a little bit of that role or that look. So, well, you know, and that was back in the day that was before, people talked about this stuff really, right? I mean, Heidi, you and I have talked about this, how, you know, we went through the whole thing where, and you did too, you kind of smother our intuitiveness and, you know, the whole family sees ghosts, but oh gosh, we don't talk about that really to most people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like that time. So yeah, so there was these gypsies and they were gypsies. I mean, they were, they were dark haired, you know, rings on every fingers and a dark place with dark draperies. And it was just kind of, ooh, you know, surprised she didn't have a crystal ball, actually. Maybe she did, and I just don't remember. But, <laughs> yeah, the palm thing, for sure, you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, very cool. I am I'm dying to say something. When you talk about um, the family that sees ghosts and that sort mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. there's... Um, and it's not in the literature, it's not in the people that I've studied, but I've done enough readings now, thousands. Mm-hmm. And it's a very rare fingerprint, but sometimes people that see and sense spirit, sense ghosts and that energy will have a very particular fingerprint on their middle finger. And so I'm I'm dying. Is it you? I mean, do you sense? I, guess, I don't know. I Yeah, so my, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so every on my mom's side, it was, you know, my grandma, my mom, my grandma's sister, me. There's four of us in my, I have three siblings. I'm pretty sure we're all intuitive. Two of them totally block it. They don't want anything to do with it. But Chris and I are, you know, different. But my dad too. So on my dad's side, so it was a double whammo for us kids. You know, it's like we all have it. And we all talked about 
you know, spirits all the time. And I had, a, you know, my grandma came right from Norway. And so her sister lived in a big duplex in Northeast Minneapolis and talked about the ghosts up in the attic that she would talk to all the time, you know, and it was, I mean, you just didn't say these things to people other than no. the family, right? You know? Yep. <laughs> totally so, understand. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, it's one of the reasons I can't read virtually, you know, or over FaceTime. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to. I could yeah. get some information, but that detail with the fingerprints is priceless. And, it, you know, when you put that together with everything else, it just it clicks. And so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I know I was, I'm like wanting to look at mine now. I have to get, look this up because same thing. I grew up super intuitive and sensitive, but nobody in my family was, mm-hmm. or at least not that I were. So I really had to hide it too. So now I'm, yeah, Mike AZ in the chat room is like, okay, everybody show your middle finger. I know. I feel like I feel like Heidi we should we should do our fingerprints and send them to her you know in the mail and see if they have ones you know yeah they have to be really clear and one of the problems is that we very sensitive highly intuitive people it sometimes it's even harder to see the fingerprints if you feel your own hand like take your ring finger of one hand and feel the center of your palm yeah if it's very silky and it's almost like you can't even feel finger ridges or skin ridges there, yeah, that means you're extra sensitive. I mean, oh. and it frequently will go along with people like me or you guys who are very yeah. intuitive. And so the fingerprints themselves are even harder to see. Oh. And that's why the magnifying glasses. So it is important. really silky. Like right here, it's like very mm-hmm. silky on both hands. But yep, I yep. have really wrinkly. I know one bit. So one person looked at my hands once and they said, you have such wrinkly <laughs> palms. I don't cool. know if that means anything, but it's called are. a full hand. It's called a full hand. I can see some of it from here. When yeah, you see? It up. Yeah. That is a lot of spirit energy running through your hand. Sometimes oh. I call them witch hands. I have them too. Witch hands. Oh. Witch hands. <laughs> I like that. I yeah, yes, hands. yes, yes. No, that, that palm. I, I'm getting all <laughs> excited about looking at your hands. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that energy. Oh that energy that runs through and that spiritual connection and that, yeah, there's a lot to that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When I got my, my reading uh, way back, whatever from the guy, he said I had the hand of an ancient. So I wonder if that meant the same thing, same kind of thing. Different terminology. Probably there's specific areas I like to look at to see where the, the energy is running through your hand from which, you know, I use the astrology terminology, but um, if it's coming from the lunar quadrant, the lunar quadrants, um, the mount at the lower part of your hand opposite of your thumb. So that area. And that's where there's a lot of intuitive energy, a lot of the moon, mist and shadow stuff. I bet your priestess group that you were talking about from the beginning of the show um that's where you would tap into that energy is down in that lunar quadrant and so i i would look in that area to see you know is your headline deep is it sinking way into that area that's where you would be um expecting the intuitive energy to come from wow I want to fly out to, to I know. Washington State now and have a <laughs> session with you. <laughs> yeah, love it. That's that awesome. Would be so awesome, wouldn't it? <clears throat> but I totally get how this could be almost impossible for you to be excellent at your job and do this virtually because oh, you yeah. just can't see. 
you can't see so much would get lost in the video. Well, and you can't feel like she said it has to do with the touch and the silkiness and the whatever. And and the flexibility of the hand, you know, Mm -hmm. how bendy your fingers are. There's a lot even, and some thumbs are bendy, but not the fingers. And it's, Mm -hmm. I have to feel that. Plus it's being with people, you know, communing with people, which we crave, we crave Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You know, I see people come in and you can almost just see them feel that reach towards Mm -hmm. you. We don't get it. We don't get it like this. You know, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's better in person for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. So um, anyone that's in the chat room, if you have any questions for Marla, let us know and we'll ask her on the air here. So shoot us your questions. We it's like it's been radio silence everybody's just listening because usually there's some kind of like secondary chatter going on or something you know while they're kind of listening you know listening to the show but it's like nothing (laughs) so everybody's just hanging on that's a good thing it's a good thing yeah whenever they're really quiet they're you know that they're listening this is so interesting it's not the party in the chat room because the it's not so exciting on the radio you know (laughs) yeah no they're they're listening so that's cool so yeah anybody that has uh questions let us know because we uh will ask marla here on the air and we could get a few in here before our break which is coming up in about five minutes so Mm -hmm. um anyway yeah this is a super interesting topic so um you were mentioning um touching people you know like their hands and their fingers and bent like how bendy are they do you do that or do you have them do that for you like do you I move do their it. hands around i've got my hands all over their hands yeah it's <laughs> a, you know in the the old you talk about the old style palm reading where you'd go in and there'd be the dark room with the table between you and all that mm-hmm. i'm right up next to my people so when mm-hmm. they come in there's no table between us I my knees almost touch their knees and I'm right in their space and then mm-hmm. I I'm holding their hands and touching their hands and I bend mm-hmm. them around the whether they're sweaty or not sweaty tells me things um, the flexibility the temperature um, the firmness of the hand is really important mm-hmm. uh, people that tend to be a little more uh, less energy, lower energy, have a much bonier, softer hand, right? Oh. So there's just a lot. And, um, you know, the people, I'll feel a hand and I can almost always pick up a lefty. And they're like, ooh, how did you know? It's like, oh, I want to be so woo-woo and go, well, I'm woo. You know? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, mystic it, mama. It's all about the flexibility. You know, if yeah. you are right hand dominant, your right hand is almost always going to be stiffer than yeah. your left hand. And oh. so... One of the first things yeah. I discern is which hand they write with because it it matters in my style of reading. I read both hands. That's a very common question. Which hand do you read? I'm like, both. I always read mm-hmm. both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you compare. Um, and if you want me to keep talking, since we're not fielding questions, I can kind of talk about that hand dominance thing. Yeah. Um, in my style of reading, your dominant hand, which is usually a right hand, tends to be your more outer world where your uh, more public would see you, mm-hmm. your work people, that sort of thing. And your non-dominant hand tends to be your more inner self, your childhood, your private self, right? The people that know mm-hmm. you well would see that side of you. So it's really important for me to discern that from the get-go, because some people are very different right mm-hmm. to left. Their mm-hmm. fingerprints 
can be different hand to hand. The, I've even had some people who the whole hand shape is very different. And um, and I talk with my clients about what their hand shape means and mm-hmm. how that ties in with their astrology, for example. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. It is interesting. That's super cool. I'm I'm listening and then now some questions are coming in. And so let me see if I can get a couple of questions before we go to the break. We might have to scoot some questions after the break. Um, the first question this is from Cindy in the chat room. She said, can you recommend a book on palmistry that would be helpful? Just something to, you know, that would be a good starter book. Yes. Um, anything by by Johnny Fincham, F-I-N-C-H-A-M, I believe. And I'm in the middle of moving and I have a lot of my books out, but not that one. Um, and he has two books and the titles don't come straight up for me. But if you Google it up, you'll find two books by him and they're both very good. Um, they, he talks a lot about dramatic lithics. Um, that's the fingerprint analysis. Mm. And I, even though I started with a medical textbook, it was kind of funny because then when I started looking into dramatic lithics, he popped up as an author that uses that in his palmistry. And he's, he's great, understandable, mm-hmm. really easy to follow. So mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, okay, cool. cool. So we'll have to look yeah. him up too. Yep. Um, let's see here. We can do one more question quick before, uh, before we go to break. How do you find, since you don't do the, thing, the uh, readings virtually, right? How would someone find a reputable palm reader and how do you determine if they're a good reader? Mm-hmm. You know, like, how do you look for one? Right. Um, I'm a skeptic myself, right? So if I were going to go talk to somebody, I would screen them a little bit on the phone first. They should be willing to at least be friendly and able to answer some questions on the phone, you know, and ask them straight up, how do you work? What kind of expectation should I have when I come in? That sort of thing. And then word of mouth. I get a lot of my business, mm-hmm. you know, I read for somebody and then all of a sudden I'm seeing their daughter, their sister, their, you know, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth. It's important. Um, if you've heard anything about them trying to sell you something else in Spokane here, we have, Kind of what Stephanie referred to as that, you know, that old school kind of scary mm-hmm. woo-woo. Um, <laughs> that tries, they will try to sell like two, three, four hundred dollar curse removing candles. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, no, mm. no, boy, no. That's almost always a scam. So, yeah. you know, if you start hearing stuff like that, just be very skeptical. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Sure. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bu- yeah. yeah. So we're 31 minutes past the hour. We're going to go to commercial break. This is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. In order for the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock to Dark Sunrising on the Para-X Radio Network. Heidi, have you listened to The Calling lately? Why, yes, Steph, I have. It's really good. Have you? Absolutely. It's what I would say is a wild and wooly affair. So does that mean it's a wild and wooly Wednesday show? (laughs) Well, I definitely think that that's true. 
So you know we listen, since The Calling is the sibling show to our show, The Gathering. Listen to The Calling Radio Show with Jerry and Kimberly, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, this is Marla Brooks from Stir in the Cauldron. Thursdays are a great night on the Para-X Radio Network. On the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m., it's Tango and Friends, hosted by Bruce Tango. And on the alternate Thursdays at 8 p.m., tune in to Stirring the Cauldron, the Archive podcast. Every week at 9 p.m. Eastern, join me on Stirring the Cauldron Live. And then at 10 p.m., stick around for New Aeon Now with Lily Alley, Davron Michaels, and Christine Matza. Finally, to round out the night, join Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz on the Paranormal Encounters podcast. All this, every Thursday, right here on Para-X. You are listening to Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we have Mystic Marla with us here tonight, who is a fascinating palm reader and a fascinating guest. We're just really enjoying this conversation with you tonight, Marla. So thank you for being with us. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I love, I'm a hand nerd through and through. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. I'll talk hands all day long. <laughs> awesome. Well, we've got questions for you here uh, in the chat room. Uh, the first one that came through right before break was from Mike, and he's asking about feet. He's like, hey, they have swirls and ridges too. What's going on? Do you ever read feet or do people do that? I do not do feet. I don't touch <laughs> feet. I don't touch feet, but I actually had a palm, a palm reading class uh, pre-COVID, and one of the students was a foot reader. Yeah, and, it, and they do indeed have prints i mean you could fingerprint you could toe print somebody and Mm -hmm. it would be just like fingerprints and in the medical texts that i talked about running across before i um added fingerprint analysis they also talk about different foot forms and creases and prints that are associated with medical issues so oh wow wow if you want to touch feet you could be a foot reader (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that there are people that would totally do that um but yeah that's interesting i never would have thought of that ever would have thought of it but that's so interesting it is cool because feet are a whole different i mean if you ever really look at feet at the bottom they have all those ridges and wrinkles and toe prints and all that kind of stuff too yeah you know the toes the lengths you Mm -hmm. know i i always check finger length and Mm -hmm. some people have really long second toes and oh yes you know yes yes Hmm. Some wow, cool. Toes look like fingers. Oh, yes. Dear. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. my, my feet are wrinkly too, just like my hands. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> well, there you go. Ah, goodness. All sorts I know. of all sorts We're learning of a, find a lot about you, Stephanie. I know, right? I overshare sometimes. Yes, she does. Okay. <laughs> so we yeah, we should find a foot reader now. That'll be our I next know. One. I don't I know. know if I even want to reader. go that that deep into this but anyway um okay so we've got another question from cindy she said every reader that she's seen has told her she'll be married and have kids which never happened and feels like they're all just like do they just tell that to all females Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
See, that's the least accurate part of a palm reading, and that's one of my common debunk things. Lifeline, marriage and children, all that. So in old school palmistry, there's a place along the side of your hand below your pinky, and it's classic palmistry. Relationship lines go one way, children lines go the other way, and it's just not accurate. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. It is not accurate. Almost everybody nowadays has a couple of lines there. And um, back in the Middle Ages, when a lot of this was coming around, people frequently had two marriages. People didn't just sleep around and have fun back then, right? If they were with mm-hmm. somebody, they were with them, they got married, they had kids. And so it was pretty easy to say, oh, yeah, you're going to have two relationships, right? Um, It's just, it simply isn't accurate. Sometimes a very strong affection will show up there. It could be a dog, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's just not, I don't read them that way. There's some other things I can discern from those, how long they are, whether they curve or not. Um, Anyway, there are some things you can pick up from that line, but not number of relationships or even how long the relationships will last. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would think I was told that too. I was going to have a couple of kids. I almost passed out because I'm like, I'm not planning on having any kids. So <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope I that doesn't happen. Passed out. So yeah, no. Yeah, no the odds are, I mean, now if you say, oh yeah, two relationships and two kids, you roll the dice, you're probably going to be right 50% right. of the time. It's just, yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. So we had another question from Cindy because you were talking about dominant hand earlier, Mm -hmm. right? She said, what if you're ambidextrous? Good question. And I have had that happen. It, um, if somebody is truly ambidextrous, there can be some crossover, but I always default to the one that they prefer to write with. That's kind of my, my -hmm. click over into more than 50%. Even people that are ambidextrous almost never do they write equally with both hands. They usually prefer one or the other for writing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's sense. how when I do Reiki sessions with people and I ask them what their dominant hand is, and they say, I do with either. I'm like, well, what hand do you write with? And then we start with that. So, yeah, I, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I think Cindy is ambidextrous um, as well. So that's probably where uh, she's thinking about it is uh, like, well, what do you do then? So, mm-hmm. um Cool. Oh, yeah. There's so many things to think about that don't, you wouldn't, this is fascinating, fascinating mm-hmm. conversation. Right. right. Well, and I've read for people that have only one hand. I've had several clients who've had either damage or they're born without a hand or they've got something else going on where they, you can't read both. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a client who had a severe burn and the whole palm of the hand was um, destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you really I just so I just read the one that I can read. And so they will have, you know, some crossover that way. But OK, cool. Oh, yeah. And um, so here's here. And this goes with the ambidextrous or not ambidextrous. This is a um, <laughs> dominant hand. There's two people in the chat room. That have yeah. asked, what about the people that were, they're born left-handed, but they're forced to use their right hand in school. And so they write with their right hand, but really their left hand. Like, what do you do then? Right. And I've had several. I've had, you know, probably no, at least 10 or 15 people that will bring that up. If the if that happens prior to age seven, that's kind of my cutoff. And this has kind of been my own 
discernment over the years, then it it's just like what I talked about. The whatever hand they currently write with, I consider to be their dominant hand. And if it happened later and they were still kind of back and forth and messing with it, I will sometimes talk about the traits that may be affecting them and how it might be inner, might be outer. And as we go through the reading, I can usually tell where where that falls, you know, which one's more than the other. Hand shape, generally speaking, and this is more of the sciency part, is set by about the time you're age seven. Mm-hmm. So um, all children are born with what I call earth hands, earth, be, earth air, water, fire element. Earth hands being uh, little square palms and pudgy short fingers, right? Mm-hmm. And by the time they reach seven, their hand shape has started to change and evolve. Finger length, some people have long index and some people have short index fingers. Some people, you know, evolve into a very narrow palm, long fingers. That's more of a water hand. But that sets right around seven, sometimes eight. But um, yeah, and so that will be that tipping point for when I can talk to them about which one is actually their dominant hand. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So someone's hand shape, it just gets bigger, but the style of hand that they're going to have is set when they're that young. About that age, yeah. Huh, okay. And finger length is under the influence of your hormones, um, intrauterine hormones, before you're even born, right? So testosterone has a lot to do with how long uh, your ring finger is. And estrogen can affect index finger length. And your little finger buds form up, I think it's right around four months gestation. I'd have to double check myself. I'm sorry, my little dog is in here and she's been sick. You might hear her sneeze. Um, But your little finger buds are forming up by four months and fingerprints will start to show up at that age. So when you think about fingerprints... um, you can call it genetics, you can call it karma, right? You can call it soul path. But those fingerprints are kind of your expression of what you've got to work with in this world. At least that's how I see it. It's kind of that foundational stuff. So if you have a lot of, uh, let's say, loop fingerprints, for example, loops are the most common print, you're kind of destined to be a little bit more go-with-the-flow individual, you're going to be rolling through this world in a little smoother, more go-with-the-flow way than somebody who has a lot of moral fingerprints, for example, or arches. or And you have a whole mix mismatch of all those things. Um, but you get them. You know, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. That's what my kids <laughs> Fingerprint, you can't saw them off and get new ones. So. No, goodness. Yuck. Yeah. So Unless that kind of... That kind of fits with one of our questions that uh, came up in the chat room. If there's anything that you could just tell us to look at on our own hand that we could see for ourselves. So fingerprints, yeah, some of that so, description. What else, if there's yeah. anything? It, well, you can. And I, I mean, I learn a lot by reading my own poem. I mean, that's kind of that, you know, we're curious about ourselves, right? Humans are very kind of mm-hmm. self-centered creatures to you know some extent and so yeah you can kind of look um if people are looking 
now. I think the first thing I kind of alluded to when I was asking you guys to feel your palm, that central area with your ring finger, because the pad of your ring finger is very sensitive. The smoother and silkier that is, the more sensitive of an individual you are. And I would, you know, guess that a lot of the people listening to your show are intuitive, more woo-woo focused folks, and they might be more sensitive than the average population. And as it gets grainier and rougher, your, your prints, the less sensitive you are. So if you're a very hard skin, thick skinned, right? We, we hear that for a reason. If you have a very grainy, thick feel to your hand, you would be somebody who's more likely to have a high pain tolerance. You wouldn't be as intuitive. Things would kind of bounce off of you, right? So you can check that yourself. If you can see your own fingerprints and it's not easy, it took me years and a lot of practice and a lot of looking and um, to be able to discern what was a loop, what was a whorl, what was an arch. Because sometimes you get mashups. You can get a loop and an arch kind of combined. I call them larch. (laughs) You can, you you know, so it takes a while to learn those things. Um, But if you have very grainy skin, sometimes you can see your own fingerprints. Mm. And it can tell you something. Cool. Yeah, it is. So we're all looking at our hands. Yeah, we're forgetting. Yeah. To talk. So I have. A, there's another question in the chat room. So is there anything that you stay away from discussing when you're doing a reading? Is there any topic or any anything you stay away from? Yep, I I tell people when they show up. I said even if I could tell when you were going to die, I wouldn't tell you that. And I don't deal with. Uh, when, when people are going to have children or if there's going to be a birth. I don't mess with when souls enter this world and I don't mess when, with when souls exit this world. I, it's not my business. You know, mm-hmm. that's not my business. I talk about fertility. Um, I will frequently pick up um, fertility issues more intuitively really than something specific in the hand. Sorry. I'm going to just pick up my little dog. You're going <laughs> to... She's not Make been all. And um, yeah, so fertility <gasps> is a thing that <laughs> oh. it's real life TV or real life. Uh, yeah. Video yep. video. You're the real deal. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, I wouldn't touch that. I don't do dire hard prediction. You know, if I get a sense that somebody's very ill or that sort of thing, I might ask them, are you, are you very ill? You know, have you been to the doctor lately? I'm soft with that. Um, but when I talk about difficult things, if somebody's got a real challenge coming up and I say, you know, you can be kind of a jerk, you know, and I pick that up and I'm plain spoken. Um, this is affecting your relationships. You know, I'm, I'm clear that way. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call me a little on the clinical cut and dried side, but I don't, if something needs to be discussed, I figure people are there to either make changes or get better or they're in a transition point. So we talk about that pretty clearly. Wow. Yeah. Did that answer That's your question? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. I, I hope if it didn't, uh, someone in the chat room can ask mm-hmm. a follow-up question. But I, I think it's, you know, answered the question. So, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Oh, wow. This is so interesting. It is. I feel like we're going to have to have you on again because we're going to have more questions than we have time for today. 
So I could, I could, if you've got another question, fine. Otherwise, I'm going to talk a little bit about that number of children thing and birth. Yeah. And oh, sure. Because it's it's a it's a thing. I mean, people show up. Am I going to have children? How many? And so I just tell them softly. I'm not going to predict that, right? But if there's something about fertility, I will talk about it. And I read years ago now, probably, let's say five years ago, I read for a family. I went in and did a group reading in their home. And um, they all listen to each other. And we talk, sometimes when I do those group readings, I can really pick up family dynamics. And finger length will show if you were criticized as a child and a lot of different things. So we talked about that. And the last person that... um, got her reading, I said, oh my goodness. I said, I'm really getting the sense that you're a fertile myrtle. That's what I called her, a fertile myrtle. And she goes, oh no. She goes, I don't think I can have kids. I've got fibroids and I've got all this, you know, endometriosis. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just really got that vibe. You know, I said, I could be wrong. I make mistakes and move along people. Right. Mm -hmm. And then about a year ago, I was called to do another group reading and I didn't realize it was that same family until I, I got there. And they're sitting around and they wanted me to add some tarot and do some different things. And so I'm reading for the family. And one of the last people to come in was a a young woman packing a baby on her hip, you know, like a two-year-old. And I said, did I read for you before? And she goes, oh, yeah. Thanks, Mystic Marla. This is the baby. You know, she didn't (laughs) think she could have children. And she's the one I'd called Fertile Myrtle. Fertile Myrtle. Yeah. So I would never say, oh, you're going to have a baby. But, you know, that was, mm-hmm. there you go. So That's wow. awesome. I love yeah. that. That's a good story. It was nice. It, and mm-hmm. she was, you know, very pleased to have been able to, to have a baby. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Gosh. that's good. That is good. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. I like those stories. Those are good stories. Because yeah. there's stuff that happens, too, I'm sure, that aren't you know it's not it's not fun to talk about and you might even do you ever find follow-up that goes in a direction that's not so great you know that you saw something in a reading that that's what happened yeah um yes and no um I will uh, you know I I frequently will get people in that have mental health issues, you know, pretty significant mental health issues. And I've uh, talked with them about their mental health issues and, you know, gotten feedback later from family that's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, we didn't know they were schizophrenic or we didn't know, you know, this sort of thing. So I'll get feedback that way. Um, I don't even open up that part of my uh, intuition a lot of times that delves into things like death or if, you know, unless somebody comes in and I, I, I'm medically intuitive. So sometimes I will pick things up and I usually gently ask so that I'm not the one delivering that information. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have picked things up on people that I find out later, they come back and they say, Oh yeah, I found out I have cancer or um, one of the things science-wise and intuitively that I can really get frequently is a lot of hormone and endocrine imbalances. For some reason, I'm tuned in with that. And so I will say, you know, I think you've got something going on with your endocrine system or maybe your thyroid. And they will come back and go, yeah, I went and sure enough, I had low thyroid. So it's not like it's bad, bad, dire, Mm -hmm. but it's those sort of things. Um, 
I pick up, uh, occasionally I will pick up a cancer vibe from people and, and that's not necessarily a palmistry thing. I just get energy Mm -hmm. from folks. It's a different part of my, my reading. And so then I've gotten follow up that, yeah, sure enough, they've gone to get checked and I'll say, you just might want to pop in and get it, get it checked kind of thing. And then I'll Mm -hmm. get feedback that they had something going on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, that and that's a nice way to just give them a nudge, and they don't have to if they don't want to. So, right, right. and I have to be careful not to. I would never want to practice medicine or do anything that would be construed as that because I do have that healthcare background, sure. and so I, you know, I I was medically intuitive before I knew I was medically intuitive. You know, I'd be that nurse that's like, oh, this guy's going down. I, oh, and yeah. that happens to me out in public. Mm-hmm. I um, have had several situations. Again, I was at a bar. I don't go to bars as often as I sound. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and it's okay if you do. Hardly yeah. at all, actually. But back <laughs> when I was a young nurse, um, I was I had stopped after work uh, with coworkers to have a drink. And I was sitting up at the bar and I looked over. I just was drawn to a woman next to me. And I'm like, she's going down. She's going down. And sure enough, I got behind her just in time and she fell off the bar stool, not because she'd been drinking, but because she had a stroke, you know, and it happened at the, with my daughter, I I have a, it's a little precognition thing that happens. We went into the Apple store, my daughter and I, and I said, Oh, I said, honey, that, that guy's getting ready to go. Something's, and she goes, huh? You know, she's like, what, what? And so I just go toodling over there as fast as I can and kind of just cozy up next to him. And his wife goes, he's not feeling well. I said, I know. And about then, whoop, off he goes. He, felt, you know, slipped off and I eased him down to the floor and we called 911. And so there's that sort of thing, but that's totally different than my palmistry. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, but it sounds like it all kind of works together. That's right. It definitely does. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. That's totally interesting. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh yeah, we gosh. need to have you on again. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, is like, fun. I have so many questions. <laughs> I know. I know. I laugh. Cindy is talking about you guys going on a road trip. And I'm like, well, if we ever drive out to the island, we might want to drive through Spokane. <laughs> That yeah, so I'm. Fun. I'm like Cindy. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> on this. We're going How to Spokane. Spokane from Seattle. A couple few hours, right? About a four and a half hour drive, depending. Yeah, yeah. 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 My daughter yeah. loves it. And if you drive through, you better take me with you to the San Juan. Okay, <laughs> deal. Totally do with that. Deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Oh my gosh! How fun. Um, I I was going to mention something about um, fingers. In India, there are some people who read just thumbs. There are thumb readers. Oh, wow. There's so much, even just looking at a thumb, and, you know, you talked about, is there something you could tell people that might be listening, but thumbs are a big deal. And, oh. you know, the reason we have these phrases like under your thumb or, you know, they've, you know, um, They've got a a will of iron, you know, those kind of terms come from thumbs. And the longer and stronger your thumb, usually the more determined and more willful a person is and the more grasp they have of themselves. So if you get somebody with a little, little wimpy, bendy 
thumb, you can bet they can't hold themselves together very well at all. So if you're looking for somebody who's a good, um, a good worker, a good team player, um, thumbs, thumbs, yep. Thumbs are important and index fingers. I always say if I was putting together a work group or people that I wanted on my team, I'd be like, show me your fingers, show me your index finger and your thumb. Cause I want to make sure you can keep it between the beacons. Right. That is funny. That is cool. Yeah. You can tell, you can check the thumb length if you hold your hand up, and this is radio, so this probably isn't the best best way to do this. But if your thumb comes at least halfway up between the first finger crease mm-hmm. and the second finger crease where your finger bends, that's average length. Oh, okay. Anything anything more than that is long. Anything less than that is short. Um, unless you have a very low set thumb, which you have to kind of tell. So. Um, Let's see. If Heidi, if you want to hold your hand up, I'll take a look. I might be able to see. You've got a little bit of a long thumb. It looks strong too, because it looks like it's a very, you know, and that's the angle of the camera can make a difference. But that would just show that you've got a fairly strong grasp of yourself, right? You've you can control yourself a little bit. You can keep yourself between the the beacons, so to speak. If you have a goal, you can kind of get it, get it that's done, true. right? Get that's her true. <laughs> that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. Oh, my gosh. It's 8.57. Oh, gosh. Okay. We, hey, okay. Do. Hang on one business. second. Yeah, we've got to do some business, and then Marla will get your information out there before we're done. Okay. Yep. yep. So just want to make sure everybody knows to listen to the call our siblings show the calling tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Um, they are doing a replay and it's a, a good show last week. Jerry had a co-host um, Bella from the Sim crew was on with him and she also has a podcast called Wine and Spirit. So it's good. So tomorrow night at 8 p.m. right here on the Para X radio network. Awesome. So tune in and um, I want to thank Marla for joining us tonight. This has been really interesting and we definitely need to have you back in, uh, into our show. If you are well, if you're willing to, to deal with us again, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just, this is so fascinating. Yeah. And I want to make sure that if people, if you want to get a hold of mystic Marla, her website is mysticmarla.com and Instagram mystic Marla dot palm dot tarot and then facebook is mr mystic marla palm reading did i get it I yes got it all? you nailed it nailed just it. Okay. remember mystic marla and i'm pretty sure you'll find her on facebook yes instagram or the web yep and yes. we posted your information on our facebook page so people can go back and find it there as well yep. uh, this was just loads of fun thank you so yeah. much for joining us tonight yes well, my pleasure 100 percent. glad to be here Yes. And I, it is not, you talk about setting goals and hitting them. I want to come out and do a reading with you. So I, that's on my radar now. (laughs) Bring it on. Yeah. That would be great. Or, you know, next time you're in the San Juans, you know, just call me. See if I'm there. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We'll do it. We'll do a little girl weekend. And yes. Oh gosh, for sure. Or Seattle, you know. All right. There's our music. Everyone, thank you so much for listening tonight. And if there are any, I know there are probably troops listening. So thank you so much for your service and please be self, be safe out there. 
Absolutely. And everybody in the chat room, thank you so much for joining us and all of your questions. It was great uh, to have you with us tonight. And thanks for all the magnificent questions. Um, every, uh, everybody listening, wherever you are, I'm so, I'm still thinking about our show, wherever you are listening. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. We enjoyed uh, having you with us and also Pair X. Thank you so much for hosting us. We love being here. And Sarge, our most amazing producer, mm-hmm. thanks for pulling it together once again. And have a good week, everyone. 